Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons. This is a podcast where we talk about money, business, and life, but always through the lens of the psychology, emotions, and math of money, because those are the elements that will help you make better, smarter choices with money today, tomorrow, and the days after that. On today's episode, I want to talk about problems, or more specifically, the problems that have been present all along but you have previously dismissed or discounted until something happened that made it all but impossible to ignore. Hello, coronavirus. I started thinking about this last week when Lord & Taylor and Men's Warehouse were the latest retailers to add their names to the list of retailers to file for bankruptcy protection. And this brings the current tally to 28. According to Business Insider, more major retailers and restaurant chains have now filed for bankruptcy in the first seven months of 2020 than all of 2019, end quote. Many of these retailers were already in compromised positions. They were already experiencing financial troubles like declining sales, high debt, and costly real estate leases. And some were suffering from simply being really slow to respond to what I describe as the concatenation of fast fashion, online shopping, and a shift in what's deemed professional entire. But then COVID-19 happened. And this is when the problems that were there all along, the declining sales, the high debt, the costly real estate leases, they were there all along, but maybe they were just a little bit beneath the surface and hidden in plain sight, as I like to say. They all of a sudden became unavoidably visible and harder to deny. Well, from the travails of these companies are lessons for you and me. And that's what I want to focus on in this episode. But before I dive into the lessons, I wanna be really, really clear. Diving into these lessons is not about blaming the victim. A, that's just not how I roll in general. But B, no one could have predicted the confluence of events that have led us to where we are in the summer of 2020. So talking about problems and and talking about problems that have been exasperated by coronavirus is in no way intended to blame the victim, but it is acknowledging that perhaps those things that it was easy for us to ignore prior to are less so, like we can't ignore them right now. So with all of that, you know, preamble out of the way. Let me share with you some of the lessons. And let me, even before I share some of the lessons, let me acknowledge that every single one of us, we have had some vulnerability in our lives, in our personal lives, in our careers, in our businesses, exposed by COVID-19. And whether that problem, or if you prefer the language of challenge, um, whether that problem is one that you encountered that came to light immediately for you or sometime thereafter, the reality there is that the problem that you now see or feel is not new. It was there all along. 
And so it invites an important question. And that is, is the problem that you now see or feel the real problem? And this is the first lesson that we can take away from these retailers that have declared bankruptcy. And that is define the problem. So for example, almost all of the retailers specified the role of declining sales as a major contributing factor to their predicament. But what's the reason behind their declining sales? I have a theory. <laughs> My theory is that many of the clothing retailers that are declaring bankruptcy right now, they came to prominence. If you, you know, think of just all of the names, J. Crew, Lord & Taylor, Brooks Brothers, um, and there are others now that I can't think of off the top of my head, they all came to prominence in the 80s and the 90s when mall shopping converged with corporate America's dress code, which was immensely different from today's dress code of really being primarily business casual, business casual attire, right? And for men, business casual is a lot more than just not wearing ties with their suits. And similarly for women, it's not just about wearing a dress or a shirt that reveals your shoulders. My gosh, I can remember when the power suit, and you know, for reference folks, I started my career in financial services on Wall Street in 1986. And the power suit look then was a gray suit with a button down pink or white blouse. Mine always had a little bit of flair to it though. <laughs> Um, but I can also remember, you know, when, when, when people initially reacted to Mrs. Obama wearing a dress that, you know, where her shoulders were bare. I can, rem I can really remember the reaction to that when they were on the campaign trail. Anyway, my point is this. The shift in how people dress for work is not just limited to the quote-unquote look. It also corresponded, if you will, with a shift and a mindset that goes with that, especially with regards to workplace hierarchy. Now, in a more traditional corporate America environment, you can more easily discern someone's position by their attire. Today, you often can't tell the CEO of a company from a junior employee, at least not based upon how they are dressing. So anyway, that's my theory, my two cents. You know, who knows if that speculation is on point or not. But my point with sharing all of this is all connected to declining sales. And the idea that, A, declining sales isn't the only cause for the financial strain experienced by these companies. And those declines did not start in March. It's not like, you know, March came, April declining sales, bankruptcy. This is an indication of something that had been going on for a really long time. Because as is the case, sales, whether they're good or bad, but especially declining sales, it's a lagging indicator of something else that was going on in their business. And so you might be wondering, what in the world does this have to do with you? Well, here's a question. When it comes to the problem that has your attention right now, that for you has come to the surface, especially in the last five, maybe going on six months, what's the equivalent of your declining sales? So that's the first lesson. The second lesson is about correcting the course that you were taking. 
So once you, you know, really define the problem that you're dealing with, now it's time to get into action. And depending upon how you do this, it often can involve doing scenario planning, scenario planning that covers a multitude of next steps and outcomes. And sometimes those next steps are designed to alleviate the short-term pressure that's caused by the problem. At other times, it's designed to tackle the long-term nature of the problem. And when we think about the 2020 retailers that declared bankruptcy, the best path forward may look like, in terms of next steps, a complete liquidation, reorganizing the operations of the company and paring down their retail locations, or securing a buyer. And the decision to file for bankruptcy protection from their creditors, whether they do it via Chapter 7 or Chapter 11, is what gives them the necessary breathing room to figure out, well, what are those next steps and what might be the potential outcomes of those next steps? Before I get to the third lesson, though, I do have a little bit of a snarky comment. <laughs> and, and it's this. Yes, I know that there is a difference between personal and business debt. But what I always find so fascinating is that, you know, business debt is primarily used to finance research and development, operations, and growth. But I'm always amazed at the grace that is extended to corporations when they declare bankruptcy, whereas when individuals or small business owners, they do it, well, first they're villainized, villainized, excuse me, for being in debt in the first place. And then in the second, they're villainized for not being quote unquote responsible for letting their debt reach a point of overwhelm. Side note, snarky moment, gone. <laughs> um, but again, what does this have to do with you? What does you know correcting the course have to do with you? Well, when it comes to the problem that has your attention right now, what are your possible next steps and outcomes? Of those that you are contemplating, or maybe you are already in action on those, do you view them purely as short-term solutions to alleviate the pressure or the pain that you're feeling in the moment? Is it something that you're taking a long-term perspective with, or are you taking a hybrid approach? So this leads me to the third lesson, and that is don't waste it. <laughs> You've likely heard the expression, don't waste a good crisis. And this is me tailoring that uh, expression to my example. So culturally, we are often encouraged to view our problems not as burdens, but as opportunities. But let's face it, folks, that is a lot easier said than done, at least initially. When you feel like your back is up against a wall, your immediate response is more like, oh crap, not, this is an opportunity. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> and this is true particularly when the problem bubbles up to this, the surface and it takes you by surprise. Even though it may have always been there, it still takes you by surprise. And for some of the 2020 retailers that have declared bankruptcy, they are indeed trying to hang on, looking for an opportunity to be a part of whatever is the next wave of how we work and live and dress for both. Some will revamp and make it, many will not. However, 
the people involved in the decisions and the choices leading up to the bankruptcy and with whatever those, you know, comes next and, and how they go about doing that, they're going to end up somewhere. They will either remain with the surviving iteration of the company or they will go elsewhere. And hopefully they will take heed and not waste the inside gain from their experience. They will apply what they've learned. And so hopefully they will learn, they will grow, they will improve, they will adapt. And the same is true for you and me. So when it comes to the problem that has your attention right now, what insight have you gained? And what will you apply moving forward? Now, I recognize that maybe it's too soon and it's too raw for you to have this reflective moment and to document it. But make sure that when you are feeling a bit better, that you don't miss out on the opportunity to indeed reflect on this and make sure that you don't waste it. So one more thing before I bring this episode to a close. You've heard the saying, necessity is the mother of invention, right? Well, I agree. (laughs) And in case you didn't know this about me, I am sure I have shared this in a previous episode. I do have a wee bit of a Pollyannish side. I'm always looking for uh, something positive in a situation. So keep that in mind when you hear what I am about to say. Ready? Problems can be a good thing. I may have rankled a few ears there. Here's why I say that though. As a culture, I think we need to shift from the perspective that says having problems is a sign of failure. Yes, some problems can lead to failure. You know, declining sales, high debt, cost of, you know, uh, leases. Um, That can lead to bankruptcy. But let's not conflate the two because some problems can also lead to innovation. And if you're one of those people that's just so over the word innovation, then just replace it with creativity. Some problems can force you to be creative in a way that you had not anticipated. So in your case, when it comes to the problem that has your attention right now, what has it inspired you to create even if out of necessity? During these episodes that I've been sharing as we've been navigating our way through this current moment in time, I've definitely shared how COVID-19 has impacted my business. And I raise my hand the absolute highest to say that the vulnerability COVID-19 exposed in my business, it actually led to something amazing. It led to something that I had not considered before March 12th. It's created a whole new business vertical. And my business is the better for it. And so am I. And let me be clear. I'm not saying I'm happy for coronavirus. I am saying that I am happy for the revelation that I have come to as a result of dealing with it and adapting to it. So how about for you? What has necessity birthed in your life or in your business or in your career? I said this at the beginning and I will say it again here. More often than not, a crisis doesn't cause a problem. It brings to your attention and mine 
a problem that was already present, but that you previously dismissed or discounted. And now that you see it more clearly, one of your biggest challenges is to not get stuck in feeling bad about what you didn't acknowledge or do anything about. You may not have given the problem much attention before, but now that it has your attention, you actually have more power to shape what comes next. So what are you going to do? Well, that is it for today's episode and talking about problems. I thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. If you're game for sharing the nature of the problem that you now see, but that was really there all along, take a screenshot of this episode and then head on over to Twitter or Instagram and to share. And be sure to tag me. And also though, if you would prefer to keep it just between you and me, then send me a direct message on Instagram. I would love to hear what you have to say and share. And on Instagram, my handle is J-A-C-Q-U-E-T-T-E-M-T-I-M-M-O-N-S. And I do look forward to hearing from you. Before I go, let me remind you, September is just around the corner, and that means it's time for the next Comfort Circle Dinner, which is Monday, September 21st at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. If you wanted to join us in the past but couldn't because you're not based in the New York City area, well, now you can because until further notice, the dinners are virtual. So if having robust and candid conversations about money business and life is your thing and you're interested in September's theme, which is all about how to finish the year stronger, I invite you to check out the details and RSVP. The link is www.jaquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. Again, www.jaquettetimmons.com forward slash comfort dash circle. As always, please, please stay safe, stay well, stay healthy, not just physically, but in spirit too. And likewise, if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or maybe this episode, please leave a rating, a review, and share this episode so we can reach more people. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette. Again, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. And again, that's J-A-C-Q-U-E-T-T-E. Thank you so much once more for tuning in to today's episode. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money.